Toldot means generations. The Torah portion for Toldot is Genesis 25 19-28-9. This parasha begins by telling us that Yitzhak got married at 40 years old to Rivka and that they were having trouble conceiving so Yitzhak prayed and Rivka conceived. First, I would like to begin by talking about having endurance and being strong spiritually. Spiritual endurance is built up by the continual effort and application of God's commandments. Our effort requires the decision and strength to act on and keep all of God's commandments. The athlete who trains for a race, must develop their ability over time and with effort. At first, they may find it difficult to run just a short distance, but after running every day for a while, they develop the endurance to run farther. Some athletes put in a lot of time and effort every day in order to successfully compete. It befits us as followers of the true God of the universe to also make an effort every day to work on our spirituality. Shaw uses a similar example. 1 Corinthians 9 24-27 NKJV Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest, when I have preached to others, I myself, should become disqualified. Shaul wants us to be successful spiritually. In races in the natural world, people use self-restraint so that they apply themselves well to their sports and are successful. Depending on the level of success they desire, they may change their whole life so that their training literally takes precedence over all that they do. I sometimes talk of this one basketball player who practiced for six hours a day to become successful while he was in college. One person wins the race in the natural world, but we can all be winners by working on our spiritual lives. We discipline our lives to follow God's commandments so that we are not disqualified. Hebrews 12:14 NKJV says, Pursue peace with all people, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. To be holy means that you keep God's commandments. Some people say they are holy without acting holy. Isn't that the silliest thing you heard of? You will not be in God's future kingdom if you do not live a holy life. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Also, there are some people who lack the self-will to be disciplined enough to follow God's commandments. Some people are unwilling to work on their spiritual life and they even disobey God's commandments. Do not let the bad example of some cause you to lose focus to follow God and keep His commandments. The Bible puts us in remembrance about these things. Jude 1:5-7 NKJV But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe and the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he is reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day, as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering, the vengeance of eternal fire. We need to learn how to follow God's commandments and keep them. We also need to examine how we apply God's commandments so that we are living them out correctly. This continual process helps us to automatically respond to life situations correctly. The key here is to be ready always to have the stamina to stick with living the way we should live so that we win spiritually. 
God tells Yitzhak in this portion in Genesis 26 5 NKJV, Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. The believing lineage knew God's commandments and kept them and you can be part of that lineage by obeying God's commandments. Stay in the fight spiritually. That is where we experience peace and blessing. It may be difficult at times, but losing the battle can bring pain and consequences into life. Do not give up. 1 Corinthians 16:13 NKJV says, Watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. We are to be watchful and vigilant to follow God's commandments. We are not to be moved from living out our faith. We are to bravely move forward and be strong spiritually. Romans 16:19 NKJV says, For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good, and simple concerning evil. What were they obedient to? They were to do what is good and not evil. Good in Jewish understanding is to keep God's commandments. God's commandments are right and good, according to Deuteronomy 6 17-18. We need to understand the Bible the way it was originally meant to be understood. They were to be obedient to keep God's commandments. Do not be confused by made-up man-made ideas about the Bible that say otherwise. When you sin, get back up. When a person is in the boxing ring, they may get knocked down, but they do not stay down, or they will lose. In the same way spiritually, always get back up, ask God for forgiveness, and start living right. Shaul said that he fights to do what is right. 1. Corinthians 9:26 NKJV says, Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. He brings his life into subjection to our God and King, and keeps his commandments. Be committed to doing what is right. When we confess our sin and make a commitment to change, God will forgive us. 1 John 1 9 NKJV says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Psalms 103 12-13 NKJV says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear Him. Do not stay down, get up and fight spiritually. God's Word has been proven to be effective since the beginning of time. God is the Creator. He has no incentive to lead us the wrong way. He does not need to manipulate us in any way. The Bible says He is always good and He will be good to you. Psalms 25 4-6 NKJV says, Show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. God's commandments are truths to live by. They were given to us by a loving God. They were true in ancient times and they are still true because they were given to us by our good and all-knowing Creator. Torah Study The Torah portion for this week is Toldot and it means, Generations. The Torah portion for Toldot is Genesis 25 19-28-9. This parasha begins by telling us that Yitzhak got married at 40 years old to Rivka and that they were having trouble conceiving. According to the book of Jasher, Abraham first prayed for them and then Rivka asks Yitzhak to also pray. The book of Jasher is an ancient book that was quoted in the Bible. It is not considered inspired by God. Jasher 25-6 says, And Rebekah said unto him, But arise now thou also and pray, 
that the Lord may hear thy prayer and grant me children, and Isaac hearkened to the words of his wife. So Yitzhak prayed and Rivka conceived. Why did he wait to pray? Some people are indifferent to prayer, but Yitzhak was a believer. Perhaps he trusted that God would do what he said, but that is not a good reason not to pray. Yeshua Messiah tells us to pray over and over in the story of the unjust judge, see Luke 18 1-8. Shaul encourages us to pray much to God. Ephesians 6 18 NKJV says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Saints refers to God's holy ones who keep His commandments. They are not dead people. We are to be diligent to pray. While Rivka's twins were in her womb, they were very active, so Rivka asked God what was going on. She asked Abraham, Shem the son of Noah, and Noah's son Eber according to the book of Jasher and they inquired of the Lord. The Lord told her there were two rival nations in her womb and that the older would serve the younger. So, either from our understanding of the Bible or from Jasher, she had received by revelation that Yaakov was to receive the blessing of the firstborn and not Esav. Yitzhak liked Esav because he was a hunter and seemingly disregarded the word that Rivka received from God. This caused a lot of trouble when it came time to pass on the blessing. When the twins were born Esav came first and was reddish and Yaakov came out holding Esav's heel. Yitzhak was 60 at the time. Yaakov was a quiet child and Rivka favored him probably because of the word given her. One day Esav came home exhausted and asked Yaakov for some food. Yaakov said he would give him food if he would give him the rights of the firstborn. So Esav gave his firstborn rights for some food. As we can see, God had already given Yaakov the rights of the firstborn. Esav gave away what he did not have and what he did not care about anyway. Then there is a famine and God tells Yitzhak to stay in the land instead of going to Egypt and God reiterates the promise to Yitzhak that he gave to Avraham. We see God communicating with his people and helping them. I find it remarkable that people resist the leading of the Holy Spirit and do not want the associated gifts of the Holy Spirit. God knows everything. Isn't it to our advantage to have the help of God in life in addition to His commandments? Also, it seems some do not want God's commandments either. It says about Abraham in Genesis 26 5 NKJV, Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Believers keep God's commandments. There are some people who teach that in that era, they did not know God's commandments, but as we can see, that is not true. God had Israel write down God's commandments after they left Egypt for future generations to have. That was the reason for writing down God's commandments. It was not because they did not know them. Israel knew God's commandments. Why would Moshe have his sons circumcised when he went back to Egypt if they did not know God's commandments? They also had the means to do write them down. Archaeology has found Hebrew writing dating back to around 1650 BC. Modern archaeology shows that Israel escaped their slavery in Egypt around 1450 BC instead of 1305 BC. While Yitzhak is in Krauer, he is afraid so he tells the people there that Rivka is his sister, but he was found out. Rivka was given protection by Avimelech. Perhaps Yitzhak did not need to be concerned, but he was afraid anyway. The ancient writings suggest that people not only live longer, but did not age the way people look now when they are older. Yitzhak produced a hundredfold on his crops and he prospered, and the Pleishtim became jealous and asked him to leave. 
So he left and opened up a well that Avraham had dug and the Pleistim claimed it was their water. He ended up digging several wells before they stopped bothering him. He then went up to Beersheba where God, Yehovah, appeared to him and promised him the land for his descendants as God had promised Abraham. God appeared to all the patriarchs. It is not true that God cannot appear as a man as some say. Some people are blinded by false teaching. God can do what he wants and if he wants to appear as man or come as a man, he can. Then Avimelech comes and makes a pact of peace with Yitzhak because he saw that God had showed favor on Yitzhak. The portion then talks about Esav. When Esav was 40 he took two Hittite wives and they caused trouble for the family. Yitzhak wanted to bless Esav despite what God told Rivka and he sent him out to hunt and then received the blessing. Rivka heard what Yitzhak was about to do and she sent Yaakov in disguise to get the blessing that as we said earlier, was supposed to go to Yaakov both through a word from God and Esav also gave it away. Yitzhak's eyes were failing and he thought that he was blessing Esav, but the text suggests he might have known otherwise. Yitzhak blessed Yaakov with abundance, lordship, and protective favor. These were all things that a worldly person like Esav would have liked. Yaakov had just left when Esav came in and Yitzhak tells him that he had already had given his blessing and that it could not be revoked. Perhaps Yitzhak was pretending to not know he blessed who he was supposed to bless. When Yitzhak dies, the book of Jasher says that Yaakov gives Esav the choice to choose the land of Canaan that God had promised to the line of Abraham or Yitzhak's belongings and cattle and Esav chose Yitzhak's belongings and cattle. Apparently Yaakov understood that Esav would pick what is worldly. Yaakov looked forward to God's promise and the land of Canaan. May we seek God's eternal kingdom and be worthy of God's promise to come. Esav had already lost his birthright and now Esav lost his blessing. After some coaxing, Yitzhak gave a blessing to Esav. Yitzhak blesses Esav, but Esav does not receive the blessing of the firstborn. Perhaps Yitzhak finally understands his error. Esav was planning to kill Yaakov and Rivka heard of it. Yitzhak and Rivka sent Yaakov away to Rivka's brother Levon and told him to pick a wife from his family. Esav saw that his wives did not please his parents so he also took a daughter of Ishmael as his wife. What differences do you see in the lives of Yaakov and Esav? Yaakov was willing to follow what his mother knew to be right. Yaakov was more spiritually minded. Esav had the heart of a murderer. Revelation 21:8 NKJV says, Murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Yaakov fled in order to avoid a conflict, perhaps saving his brother's life. Esav was thick-headed and only did what he wanted to do. He could have joined the blessings of his brother, but he only wanted to do things his way. Esav passed on his cursed life to his descendants. The Haftorah foretold out is Malachi 1 1-2-7. In this Haftorah portion, Malachi gives a prophecy to Israel. He says that God loves them and the descendants of Jacob and gives them favor, but does not favor the wicked descendants of Esau. He says that Israel is not honoring their father God by their polluted offerings of imperfect animals and imperfect food offerings. If they will not change, God will take away his favor. The priests were making up their own rules about the sacrifices. God says, the Kohen should be guarding his commandments we too should guard God's commandments. We must always remember that what God promises he is able to do and will accomplish even. If we oppose God, not following God the way we should will bring dire consequences to our lives.
God wants to give us His blessing. God has plans for us, but if we reject them, God will give away our blessing to someone else just like Esau lost his blessing. Jeremiah 29:11 NKJV says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God has good plans for us. We are all imperfect people. The kingdom has not yet been restored. We must remember to repent and try to rectify our sins and the problems we have caused. Yeshua taught that we not only are to ask God for forgiveness, but also work out our problems. Do not be an Esav who wanted to kill Yaakov instead of working things out. Esav relied on himself instead of God. His life and progeny came to amount to very little compared to Yaakov's life. All he cared about was himself and a plate of beans. Yeshua said, Therefore if you bring your gift to the altar, and then remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar, and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Matthew 5:23-24 NKJV. If we know that we have done something wrong, try to work it out and then also ask God for forgiveness. Be a spiritually minded person like Yaakov. Our Torah teaching this week was a little shorter than usual so I'd like to share a few important biblical truths. Man-made concepts can detract from God's truths at times. Remember, idols are also man-made. We need to define our understanding of the Bible by what it originally meant. Theology is a man-made construct of what the Bible teaches. They will replace what the Bible says with terms like we are in the process of sanctification instead of using biblical truth. The proper understanding of the Bible is that we are to be a holy people, holy and set apart. We are to be God's set apart holy people. We are to keep God's commandments and continue to learn and grow spiritually in life. Theology teaches sanctification which tends to replace the truth of the Bible by substituting holiness with a man-made idea. We are to strive to do what is right and good, Deuteronomy 6:18. Doing good in biblical and Jewish thought is to keep God's commandments. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, His testimonies, and His statutes which He has commanded you. And you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord Deuteronomy 6:17-18 NKJV. We are to separate our lives from doing evil by doing what is right and good. When we do not keep God's commandments, we separate ourselves from God. Isaiah 59-2 NKJV, But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Holiness carries with it the idea that we separate ourselves from sin. Leviticus 20:26 NKJV says, And you shall be holy to me, for I the Lord am holy, and have separated you from the peoples, that you should be mine. We are separated to God by keeping His commandments. Sometimes the Bible uses the word saints for God's holy people. Most of the time, the word translated saint is translated as holy, hagios in the New Testament. People lived as saints in the Old Testament if they kept God's commandments and continued to learn and grow spiritually. Those in the New Testament are saints, holy ones, if they are also living holy lives and are growing spiritually. Therefore, those who have been separated by God are holy if they are living holy lives. Shaul talks about us not being separated from God, Romans 8, because we live holy separate lives, namely not worldly sinful lives. If we are living holy lives, we will not be separated from God. Psalms 118:6 NKJV says, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
If we do not live holy lives, we have turned our back on God. Then we must repent and turn towards God and keep His commandments if we want to be God's holy ones. This also involves receiving and using the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeshua said in John 14:15-17 NKJV, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. Our first Helper is God's commandments. The Messiah came to give us another Helper to be God's holy people, the Holy Spirit. Some people do not like the Holy Spirit because some people who have the Holy Spirit misuse the Holy Spirit and continue to live in sin. Those that misuse the Holy Spirit or are living in sin are not living as holy people and they are separated from God. Remember, Isaiah 59 2 NKJV says, But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Also, Shaul says in 1 Corinthians 14:37 NKJV, The things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. In the same context in 1 Corinthians 14:40 NKJV Shaul says, let all things be done decently and in order. We are not to misuse the Holy Spirit. He also writes in 1 Corinthians 14 1 NKJV, Pursue love, and desire spiritual gifts. We are to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those who are not using the Holy Spirit in an honoring fashion or not pursuing the gifts of the Holy Spirit are therefore sinning. The Holy Spirit is our helper just like God's written word is our helper. Also, some people say they are holy without actually behaving like God's holy people. They are delusional. We are to be holy as God is holy the Bible says. Leviticus 11:44 NKJV says, For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore consecrate yourselves, and you shall be holy, for I am holy. You are not the holy God and must live a holy life or you will be in the lake of fire for eternity. See Revelation 21:8. The Word Apostle. First of all, the word apostle means a sent one. There were many sent ones in the Old Testament portion like Isaiah and Jeremiah. Most of the prophets in the Old Testament acted as sent ones at times. In the New Testament portion, there are perhaps thousands of sent ones. Shaul says that a sent one is a common ministry in Ephesians 4:11 NKJV, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. So it is a lie that there are only 12 apostles. Congregations and people use the word apostle to control others. Also, it is now improper to use this word at this time because of the improper stigma that has been attached to this word. Shaul says in Romans 16:7 NKJV, Greet Andronicus and Unia, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles. Unia is a woman's name. If God sends you to do something, Use literal terms instead of the word, Apostle. For example, God wanted me to serve in the Amazon jungle for a short time. In that way you avoid the deceitful pride of some denominations. We are called. We are called to do something. I thought I was called to be a Christian. The Bible explains being called in an active sense. Ephesians 4 1 NKJV says, Walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. The Old Testament believers were supposed to follow God's commandments and walk in them and so are the New Testament believers. New Testament believers also believe on the Messiah Yeshua and receive the Holy Spirit and walk by God's commandments and the Holy Spirit. That is how we become part of the family. We do what our Father God wants us to do and behave like His children. That is what we are called to do, so live out what you have been called to do.
Some people are also called to do specific things. Shaul was called to be a messenger, apostle, others are called to be teachers, etc. God may call us to do specific things during different stages of our life. For example, I was also called to do inner city ministry for a number of years. Finally, in this portion, God healed Rivka and she was able to conceive two children. Yitzhak did not listen to his wife about Yaakov being the child of promise so Rivka took matters in her own hands and fooled Yitzhak so he would give the blessing to Yaakov. Yaakov chooses to leave rather than confront Esav. Esav is a worldly person and wants to kill Yaakov. We will see that God worked everything out despite Yitzhak's shortcomings. Esav is an example of someone who is worldly-minded and Yaakov is an example of someone who is spiritually-minded and wants what God wants. Yaakov continued to be faithful to God and God blessed Yaakov tremendously for his faithfulness to God. God has also blessed the world through Yaakov even to this day. The worldly like Esav bring a curse on their families and the world and they will end up in the lake of fire. See Revelation 21 8. Join the forces of good and continue the legacy of blessing through Yaakov and our Messiah Yeshua and be part of God's future glorious eternal kingdom. Commandments and implied commandments in this portion. We can understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. We are to pray for God's help with life and family. Genesis 25:21. The man of the house should take initiative in prayer. This also suggests that men should take spiritual responsibility in their home. Genesis 25:21. According to the book of Jasher, Yitzhak listened to his wife. Men should be kind and caring towards their wives and give them a voice. Jasher 25-6 says, And Rebekah said, Unto him, But arise now thou also and pray, that the Lord may hear thy prayer and grant me children. And Isaac hearkened to the words of his wife. Ephesians 5:28 NKJV says, So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. We are to ask God for understanding in certain situations and he may inform us. If God tells us something to do, we need to do it. God gave the right of the firstborn to Yaakov. God told Isaac to stay in Canaan. Genesis 25 22, 26-2-5. Sometimes it is better to appease others to keep peace. The wells belong to Yitzhak. But he pursued peace knowing that God would provide. Genesis 26-18-22. We see God speaking to believers in our portions. God spoke to believers in the past. And he still does. Genesis 26:23-24, Acts 2:17-18 NKJV says, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. We may need to use sensible means when dealing with others, especially fear those who may lead you to eternal damnation. Genesis 27:43-44, Matthew 10:28. Fathers should pass on blessings to their children. Genesis 28:3-4.